you remember last week I had the, that young drummer from California, Vinnie Kaliuta, on my show, and uh, I offered to send him a foot pedal for his birthday. Well, it arrived. Um, he loves it. You might have seen he, he posted something on Facebook about it, and he sent me a video last night uh, of him unboxing it and him uh, trying it out. So I'll, I'll post that up later on. But uh, Vinny loves his Gretsch floating action pedal, which I, I'm glad he does and um, happy to make that young man's dreams come true. <laughs> um, a reminder, if you don't already have it marked in your calendar, next Saturday, February the 12th at 1 p.m. Eastern time, my guest will be the great Ainsley Dunbar. So if you haven't watched my show in a while, uh, find your way back next Saturday. See what I did there? Find your way back. Big hit song that Ainsley played on. Uh, find your way back to see Ainsley Dunbar next Saturday, February 12th, 1 p.m. Eastern time on Live from My Drum Room. Um, you know, I think that's about all the housekeeping I have at the moment. So, without any further ado, please welcome my guests today, episode 72, live from my drum room, Kathy Rich and Greg Potter. Yes, he is. And, there we go. What? There <laughs> they are. Here we are. You don't realize how busy we are. <laughs> We're doing a lot of stuff. We're, we're doing many things. I know. Multitask yes. a lot. Yes. I, and guys, on operation. I so appreciate you making time for a little guy like me. And you, Kathy, for and you? Greg, you know, I am a little guy. <laughs> and he's so see. Oh, yeah. That's why I love him. <laughs> I think you're taller than him. Yeah, you, you haven't seen my Barbie, my Barbie clothes collection. Well, now I moved up like the GI Joe because I'm dressing like a little, like little, a little soldier. Yeah. A lot of the pink clothes have been put in the closet. <laughs> hi johnny well, hi kathy it's, <laughs> it's so great to, to see you, you. good it's to see long. great to see you too i know i know it's been a yeah. couple of nam shows and um yeah. you guys look fantastic i'm, I'm so glad you're you. keeping warm thank you yes as always you never yeah. change which really is annoying well you don't either <laughs> but thank you very much but you yes know, i've never changed. known each other in the 80 30... years that i've known you you have not <laughs> changed at all <laughs> She's quite complimentary. I don't. I don't know if you're. Going to pick up I have. That. It feels like I've known him my entire life. I've known him well, for likewise. quite a while, also. I know that. I know that. I've known him. I'm 27 now. I met yeah. him when I was in high school. Okay. I remember that. And you yes, were you I've were known. an up and coming budding drummer back then, and I exactly. recognized that in you. I, I recognize. Yes. That. Yes. I, I, I remember many a rejection letter. Send me Mr. John to Christmas. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Greg. Now's not the time. No, no, no. no now's not the well, time. I think I said, if I remember correctly, maybe someday if you play with the Buddy Rich Big Band, maybe you'll there have you a go. shot. That's exactly what you said. <laughs> you actually had like an assistant say it to me because you're like, please, I'm I, too can't, busy for him. I can't talk to him anymore. Well, I was probably on the um, phone with Kathy discussing probably. important business. <laughs> yeah, important business, like yeah. memorial concerts and things that we all did together. That's right. Yes. Yeah. That yes. is true. That is I start, true. You know, didn't need me. I started thinking about all these incredible memories of those times we had together, you know, oh. a, 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 ahead of this. And I started thinking about your dad, which I th we all do. We think about your dad all the time. And I know um, there's some significance to this year. It's th 35 years 
since we lost him. I, and I, yes. I hadn't, I hadn't met you yet. I was at DW when your dad passed away, but I knew Freddie right. Gruber. And I remember the day, not to bring this up, but I remember the day your okay. dad passed away and Freddie calling Don Lombardi and I happened to get the phone and oh. Freddie was in tears. And, and uh, so it's one of those, you know, like, where were you when you, a certain event happened, exactly. you know, and I'll always remember that, that, that Freddie, you know, just breaking down on the phone and. Oh yeah. Uh, it was a heavy, very strange time, heavy times, heavy times. You know? And yeah. it, I can't believe that it's as long as it's been, it seems again, you know, when you're going through your life, it just, there's no way that it's 35 years ago. I mean, I just can't believe it. You know? I, I it can't either. It goes by so fast. Right. Right. I know. You know my my son was born exactly one month to the day later, May 2nd, 1987. So I, I sort of, in a wow. weird way, I know I associate those two things like, you know, like your dad leaving and my son arriving and I, I don't Crazy, know, but huh? yeah, yeah. And but, my birthday is uh, May 11th. So I'm right behind him. That's right. That's right. And yes. my younger brother's birthday is also May 11th, which is not crazy. All the yeah, great uh, people are Torians. <laughs> they are. <laughs> Greg, when's I your birthday? I share a birthday. I share birthdays with Bill Clinton, oh. John Stamos, and Ian Gillen, the lead singer from Deep Purple. There you go. Wow. Okay. August yeah. 19th. And, and that other drummer that I'm afraid to say because we'll get sued. Who? Ginger Baker. Oh, <laughs> Ginger. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I I'm telling you, I I'll get beat up Ginger. by somebody or, or no. I'll get sued. Ginger was you, great. I mean, he hated everybody. Somehow he really liked me. I don't know why we got along perfectly. Well, yeah, he. I'm sure he loved your dad, and like, I don't you know. know. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. I don't. Well, yeah. they had some weird rivalry from early on when Ginger was like, you know, at the height of things with Cream and all that. Yeah, you yeah. Know, somebody suggested that they battle each other. Oh yes, yes, of course. Yeah. Right, Remember right, yes, that? Of course, yes, yes. yes. So I mean, oh, really, yeah. No, I know. It what just, were people? It was, I know. It's, so in the press, it was going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So whatever. Yeah, I I, I had a great relationship with Ginger, rest his soul. But I I yes. put my money on your dad any day. <laughs> I'm just sorry. But, I think that's probably funny. Was like, what yeah. what am I battling? <laughs> yeah, I put him on any day, anybody, any generation, anywhere. Yeah. No, that's, you it's know. not gonna happen. It, yeah, no, no, yeah, it, no, it's, no, it. <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, Ginger may have had a tough time. Yeah. And if anybody ever started to like, you know, play well, all Buddy had to do was get off the drums and scare the shit out of him with like, you know, <laughs> a judo, like with a karate stance, you know, and just like, forget Contrary it. to popular belief, <laughs> well, he wasn't really that guy, although he could be, you yeah. know, I mean, no, he I know, definitely no, I had know. a hair trigger temper. Yeah. You no, know, I, I, but I, I'm the sweetest. I, I met your dad a handful of times and he was so nice to me as a young drummer, you know, just like he was, you know, inc I tell that story all the time. And I know you hear these stories, but he was just so like, I remember the, the one time in particular, I was with Armin Zildjian and Lenny DiMuzio. I was working in oh, a music well. store. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like 20, yeah, 21 years old. I worked at this drum shop and they were nice enough to let me sit at their table oh. during the, the show. And then afterward, they brought me out to the bus and i remember buddy was sitting on a on like a drum case right and with his yankees jacket on and he was so nice to me and he shook my hand he said nice to meet you and and uh, I, yeah it was like i mean you came in there with two of his dearest friends so of course he was yeah. going to be gracious to you 
Yeah. You know, yeah, well, he loved Armin and he loved Lenny. I mean, those were the days. Absolutely. I know. Those were I the know. greatest days. I mean, we miss those guys so much. I know. Me too. I know. I think about that. I, I but you know, I, I think I've been thinking about this a lot since we decided to to do this today, how lucky all of us were like from a certain generation to like grow up Ugh. at a time when buddy, you could see him on TV. You could see him performing live. Yep. Um, he lives on obviously thanks to all the videos, but it's, it's to me, it's like, there was nothing like seeing him, you know, in like in concert with his band. And, no, and I, I mean, like it, it, was, it was, it was life changing. I mean, I <sighs> still, to this day, you know, people write to me every day, you know, on Facebook, on Instagram. I mean, people are, you know, with social media you know, there are pros and cons with social media, right. but on the good side, you know, I get to hear from all the fans and, you know, everyone remembers, you know, where they were when they met him, where they were when they saw him. And, you know, it was life changing. Oh, I got a stick and he let me talk to him and he went on the bus and we did this. I mean, it's, it's incredible. Yeah, it sure is. Yeah, I, and I've got to see him a few times. I, I met him. They weren't quite as pleasant experiences, quite like Kathy or now you're talking about. You get introduced by some, you know, like the people in the industry. I got introduced and he threw me off the bus. And then Kathy tells me the thing my dad hated was being introduced to someone by the people in the industry. No, no. When if people in the industry said, Oh, I want you to meet so and so, he's our next up and coming oh, yada yada yada. I, I yeah, had no, just no, no, don't no. do that. I had one. No. I didn't know that. I thought that well, was they how you got it. So they, it was the, it was the people from a drum company and I yeah. finally got to meet buddy. Cause I met him when I was very young. That story. That's another told. story. Yeah. That's all another story. But yeah. again, you meet someone in a restroom. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. Unless it's a, um, unless it's like, like an, a prearranged Tinder date or something or whatever. That well, I don't think Tinder was available. No. And my dad took me in the bathroom. So right there, that's a lawsuit. That's a problem. That's, the, that's child services. And that's a... Um, that's a, that's a felony. Yeah, that's a, there are more fish in the sea dating website or something. But so that didn't go good. But then I met him like later, like I was like 20 years old. And, inter I and was, that didn't go well. And that didn't go well either. So, I mean, when I hear these stories of like, buddy was so nice. and that, You're you getting know, back at him now, though. <laughs> oh, if, if that if that man only knew what was waiting, not only from that men's room that I met him, forty years from now, you wait till you see what's going to. And her mother loved me, that is and true. that's the woman, or that's the person you were supposed like, she to be was scared tough. of. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. People Marie say was Buddy was a, a pussy cat compared to Marie, and all I did was fix her um, Venetian blinds or something. Right. Oh, that was it. There I just went go. to the house You're and fixed something. That it was in. She loved me. It. She used to actually call Kathy. When are you bringing? The only thing she, she never, called him Brad. She called me Brad. <laughs> she never called me by my name. It, I, it was like she's like did he she, looks like a Brad, and I thought it was Brad. Pitch. You, she's Kathy? like, oh God, no. What? Did she used to like call him Brad and then like wink at you like? No, like, no, know, she's serious. Like, she just seriously called me Brad. And he then looks like Brad. So she, I'm calling him Brad, and Brad. then it, it kind of graduated Brad to Brad, Brad Greg. But, but I'm look, saying, you know, but I could see the Brad in him though. Now that you see, say that. you can I think it's, with the glass yeah. without the glasses. Do, do I look like a Brad? Clint? Oh, now you no. look. Now you look more like a Joe. I don't know. Maybe or <laughs> wow. Tom. A Joe. Which one I makes me look tougher? The glasses. Glasses, glasses make you look yeah. tough. Yeah, they make you no look glasses. tough. You're good. You're good. Either Brad way, so I, I, it's gotta, it's I'm jealous be. when I hear these stories of Buddy being nice like that, <laughs> like being like, like really wanting to meet you. Because even if you see this picture that's been around, like of me meeting Buddy, you could see he's looking over over me, 
and pay, like he wouldn't even eyeball me. You know, he wouldn't even go like, Hush. like and he then just he said, said, "Nice hair." Oh yeah, he looked at when he did look at me. You know, like he shaking my hand. Nice you could kid, see in yeah. the picture. He goes, he goes, "Nice hair, kid." And, and oh, that's looked great. over my shoulder. Is that the best? Actually, while we were, yeah, I know. But so that's like it's kind of. You <laughs> but know, that like, would be typical, buddy. That's exactly nice hair, what kid. he would say. Yeah. Well, but not nice typical buddy to Potter. I was kind of hoping it would be different. Like, oh my God, I, I've been waiting to meet you. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. Well, when you walk. <laughs> no. I can tell you, when I met him, he didn't say anything like that. <laughs> he <laughs> See, wasn't happy to meet me. He was just, he met me. He met me. And I, oh, I was right. happy to but just shake his hand. And, on to be there. No, yeah. but yeah. Kathy is. But told, he came with Armand and Lenny and, you know, that's yeah. a whole yeah, thing. I was with the president and vice president of a, of a drum company. And actually. Don't bring up names. <laughs> See, this is why, this is why, like, a wall, a door sh gets shut in my face basically every four hours. You won't believe it. I just got a call from who? We're not doing that. What do you mean? It, 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 Universal Studios, they're going to make a big shark movie with us. Okay. No, no, I don't like fish. No. I don't okay. like fish. Okay. So, what if, but what if Buddy was looking for drum heads at this gig? It was a Sunday afternoon, so the drum company guys were there, and he's like, "Hey, I need some snare drum heads, man. Do you, you got snare drum?" And they, so he's talking to the drum company, and they're like, "Buddy, you know, first of all, we're not even near the factory, we're, you know, because it was in it was in Chicago. Slingerland yeah. was up in Niles. It's a suburb. Blah, whatever." He's like, "Yeah, but I really was looking for heads. I, I need drum heads, man. I need some snare drum heads, man. I need some." So he really was, that was his focus, not meeting yeah, me. Sure. Not, or and, and if the drum company's there or people from a drum company, I mean, this would have been in the 1940s. When did I mean? <laughs> yes, right around there. 42, well, I the, believe it was. In the 70s, probably? No, 80s. Right? It was, 80s. Was, he was, yeah, it was 80, 84. Oh, okay. Or, yeah, 83, 84. I'm saying like, you know, so Slingerland was still, they, yeah, they were still yeah. there. And I'm, I mean, I guess someone could have driven back to Niles, but you know, I mean, or nowadays you probably go to a drum shop. Whatever. There you go. So that yeah, was my story. Yeah. So tell them more wonderful stories about the great Buddy Rich. Because <laughs> I'll just sit here and think about it. Because I did I've, get to see him play, though. I can tell you the first time, and I, I'm pretty sure I told you this story, Kathy. And I and you, you're really here to tell the stories, but I'm going to tell the first time I met him. I went to see him. I was about 18 with a friend of mine who was a huge, huge buddy i mean this i knew this guy since like the seventh grade he later oh, went wow. on to study with alan dawson was a really really fine drummer fred klein his yes. name was name is and he's still around and um but anyway we he called me like one afternoon and said buddy's playing tonight at a high school and and you know better than anybody like on those monday nights between his <laughs> six night engagement he'd fill it with a one-nighter at a high school or something right, right. so so my my friend fred heard about this and said he's playing at Arlington High School uh, in Massachusetts, and let's go. And I said, okay, yeah, let's go. And we and we got the tickets at the door, go in there, got these amazing seats right up front in the auditorium, and it was unbelievable. And we're just like, it's a Monday night, we're watching Buddy with the band, and it's just unbelievable for two kids in between sets. And this guy Fred is a really shy guy, and he said to right. me, "Let's go back and see if we can meet Buddy." And I'm That's like, what? Yeah. I'm like, what? what? What are you crazy? <laughs> like, we can't do that. So we we walk through, you know, like in an old auditorium, there's like a oh yeah. There's always like those entrance ways. <clears throat> yes. We walk back and we go into this room and there's Buddy, there's your dad with Armand and Lenny, of course, who I didn't know. And and right. my friend Fred said to me, That's Armand Zildjian, and that's Lenny DeMusio. And I'm like, oh foreshadowing. 
Yeah, foreshadowing. I'm like, this is about 1979, like 10 years before I would have gone to work there. So we go in and we both had our programs and I asked Buddy to sign mine and he did. And I I said, Buddy, could you sign my program? He said, sure. He signs it, hands it back to me. (laughs) And my friend, again, who I'll preface by saying he's a pretty reserved guy, Fred Klein, he said, uh, Buddy, you know, can you sign mine? He signs it. And he said, can you recommend any books on syncopation? And Buddy said, and Buddy's answer was, I remember like, this is 40 something years ago. He said, syncopation's up to you. And I thought, and now that I think wow. about it, what a cool answer. Like that's what a the great greatest, answer. Great answer. Like yes. syncopation's up to you. Up right. To you. And that yeah. was like, that should have been it right there. That should have been like, he's <laughs> he just giving you the, the greatest advice in the world. But my friend Fred had to say, yeah, yeah, I know. But can you recommend any books like oh. Ted Reed or and, but, and your dad went, syncopation's up to you. And like, and I'm like, let's get out of here. Come on. <laughs> Before he takes our programs. Away. So anyway, we left and it was a, you know, That's one of those funny. Yeah. And it wasn't a bad, it was just a funny, like I look at it now and it was like a, you know, what a moment. He must have got but that. But it's so true much. because people yeah. get like when you're meeting someone that you're really kind of in awe of, you know, I mean, we've all had those moments. And you kind of get tongue-tied and weird stuff comes yeah. out. Yeah. And you just don't leave it alone. <laughs> you just yeah, kind of exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, my friend, this was I think he looked at it like this is my shot. This is my he was I better get it all was, in. Yeah. Out of all this, I've got I've got to have someone tell me that the Ted Reed syncopation book is the one. That, oh my right. god, that yeah. separates me from that's it. I guess in 1979. So and yeah. Buddy wouldn't know yeah. one book from another I at know. that point, except snares and rudiments. That would have yeah. been it, right? Yeah. Use yeah. that book. Yeah, use uh, that. But oh that, that that's is. that's great. Fun story. So, but it's like so you're, meeting the great powerful Oz. Yes. <laughs> no, that's exactly what it reminded me of. That's yeah, what I mean. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like you, pay no attention. Yeah, pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's really him because I do know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Yes. Nowadays, you don't get that. I mean, you no, meet someone, I, you, you know, you've already, by the time you meet someone, quote unquote, famous now, you, you've already read about him on yeah, social media. You know that he has a... Um, what he likes yeah. for breakfast, yeah, what he urinary did, tract you know, infection, how many marriages not, they've had, right? It's know, not where like the ex-wife exactly. lives. Yes. yes. So not, but but when you met Buddy, and especially if you were a drummer, oh, it yeah. was like you were. I remember, like I shook his hand. I told Kathy about this. And she, so what? His hands were soft. Yeah. I mean, and I'm yeah. thinking because back in the you know back in the day, if you didn't study all those books or anything, you would hold the drumsticks. You had calluses. You were like Carmen Apice, right? Great, wonderful. But I mean, right. you shake that guy's hand, you're like. Right. Yes. Wow. You're feeling you're, it. You're, yeah. You're, like, exactly. His hands are like, I'm, I'm right. Where I, buddy, and I'm, I would tell Kathy, and she's like, well, yeah, and he smelled nice too. I said, well, I wasn't that, you know, I didn't <laughs> smell get that close to You know, well, because I do, I, I wear his cologne around the house. I wear his, um, his, his robes. robes. I wear his clothes around the house. I'll do anything to just try to make this thing work. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just anything. My God, do you notice any difference? Yes. You look like an idiot in a large robe. You know, okay, you smell like axe and my father's cologne. You know what I mean? You don't, it, no, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. But I, I try all these things, but it is like, it doesn't work. It, it's, it's just so amazing it's worth, to meet him and, and, and it's, it's worth, worth the try. Oh, it's worth Absolutely. the try. Yeah. Always no, I know. Work. I know. I, 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 um, yeah, it's, it's amazing. I, I think about like all the times on, on the Tonight Show. And I was going to ask you just generally, like, what was it like growing up and, knowing who your dad was, I mean, you had to know 
early on, like the impact that he had, he was so larger than life. Like, was it uh, like, I don't you know. know. I, I this- mean, again, people do ask me that question a lot. And it wasn't probably until I was a little older, you know, when I was a little kid, I mean, that was just, that's your life, you know, yeah. Jerry Lewis coming over and, you know, having all these celebrities coming to the house, it was just normal life to me. Yeah. But then I think once I got in like junior high and high school, people made it different for me because people reacted differently. So, you know, he was on TV all the time and he was doing, you know, he was touring all the time. So that's when I kind of went, oh, okay. So my life is probably a little different than most people. You know, when friends would come over, he would have played all night. So he didn't get home until four in the morning. So he was still sleeping when I got home from school. So if friends were coming over, you'd be like, and they're like, your dad's sleeping? It's three o'clock. (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, he worked until 4 a.m., right? Yeah, and then so, they, yeah. like, oh, in that regard, okay, my dad's a drummer. And then the kids would go, what, does he think he's Buddy Rich? <laughs> no, he is Buddy Rich. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah, in that regard, yes, I think other people make you more conscious of it than you do. Yeah. Because you know? yeah. I was never yeah. one, <clears throat> you know, I was never boastful or, you know, I just wasn't like that. I was kind of a shy kid. And so I was never... Oh, you know who I am? I was never like that. Yeah. So it was other people that kind of made you think about it in that way. I got you. By the way, there was a, yeah. there's someone watching named Nick Rich who Uh-oh. said, do you ever age, man? So good to see you. <laughs> see? So I, I just want to give a big it's shout out truth. to Nick. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. He said the Thanks, same thing Nick. I said to you. Never I age. Know. Thank you. Thank you. And, That's awesome. And, and I'll say it again. Neither do you thank or you. the young fella next to you. Or this youngster. Yes. I met Buddy Rich once. He told me to take a hike. <laughs> I have to tell, I'm going to tell another, I, I made a note. Of oh, do, I, do. I, a story that, that, and again, I think I've told you all this stuff, Kathy, and you're probably like, yes. ah, okay, you just, no, no, it's fine. But I, I remember, uh, you know, the, the great drummer, Colin Bailey. Yes. Um, and he used to do a TV show in the seventies called Fernwood tonight. It was like a, a fictitious yes. Right. Late night show, right? Yes. And and uh, what's his name uh, was the the fake host, uh, Martin Mull. Martin Mull. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. And the the house band's name was Happy Kind and the Mirth Makers, and he was yes. he was the drummer in the band. So this would have been thirty something years ago. I was having dinner with a group of people. Colin Bailey was there. And he told this story about your dad, and he said it was. It's, I just think it's hilarious. He said <laughs> while they while they were doing that show, he went to see Buddy play in Hollywood somewhere in the seventies. And he sort of knew buddy a little bit. And he went after the show, he said, you know, buddy, you know, I do this TV show called Fernwood tonight. Uh, It's a, it's a funny show. I think you'd really enjoy it. You should come to a taping tomorrow, you know, tomorrow. And he said, uh, buddy said, what time do you guys tape? And he said, 11 o'clock in the morning. And buddy said, 11 (laughs) o'clock. I wouldn't get up that early to see me play. (laughs) (laughs) I just, it just stuck with me. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. uh, That's I, funny. Yeah, it is, it is, you can hear his voice. I mean, when oh, people I, quote him, you can yeah. hear his voice. It's the truth. It's so funny. It I'll is. hear it's him just, all yeah. the time in my head. When things are going on, I'll hear him and I'll laugh or I'll be like, okay, yes. Yeah. That's great. Because I do. I hear him a lot. Yeah, I, I know. And uh, like I think about it, it just reminded me of all the times on The Tonight Show the rapport oh. with him and Johnny and the, the back yes. and forth. And just even sometimes 
the look your dad would give him wouldn't, he wouldn't even have to say anything. Johnny B playing the pencils kind of like, <laughs> hey, dig me, dig me, dig me. And your dad would just be like, really? Really? My watch like, keeps better time. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My watch keeps better time. Don't quit your day job or whatever. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, I mean, it was just like, he was like, to me anyway, beyond his unbelievable ability on the drum set, he was just really funny to watch on those shows. It was like. It well, was- I think it stems from, you know, I don't know if everyone knows that he grew up in vaudeville and that he started playing at the age of two. So by the time he was three and four years old, he was on Broadway. He was starring in, you know, the Ziegfeld Follies when he was four years old. So I think, you know, you're, you become seasoned, well seasoned by the time, you know, you're, you know, 20 and 30 years old. He'd already been in show business for, you know, 28 years. Crazy. So he was not only a dancer and a singer and a, an MC and a comedian. And then he had that incredible ability, you know, on the drums. So he brought that with him. You know, he brought that early life and all of the things that he learned, you know, coming up, you know, and then obviously the Dorsey band and, you know, all Artie Shaw and all that stuff. So, you know, he was a kid when he was in those bands. He was like 19 years old. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes. So yeah. he brought all of that with him. By the time he got to Carson, I mean, you know, take no prisoners. Yeah, that's right. probably why he wouldn't get up at 11 in the morning. Yes. Watch <laughs> exactly. On, on a fake TV uh, show. He probably would say, you know, I'm not doing that. I probably right. won't yeah. be doing that. He's basically like the Corey Feldman of Trumps. You know, he was a child star. People don't realize just that he was that no. good at four. At four, exactly. You know, I know. Or, yeah. or even. You know, so you he know. was blessed with that yeah, God-given that- gift. Yeah, and he like as, as when you were growing up. I mean, it's as as the story goes, he didn't practice. Like you didn't, he wouldn't be when he got off the road. When it, the few times probably that he was ever not on the road, off the road, right? Yeah, he he wasn't working on his paradiddles, you know, <laughs> out in, in his drum room. He was he was right he in was his not, drum room. In his drum room, he was no. You would never that, have yeah. known what he did for yep. a living ever. Yeah. Not a stick, a pad. Well, he didn't believe in pads. Um, a snare drum. You know, the only the only thing we had in our home was a bass drum that had been made into a coffee table <laughs> in our den. That was it. <laughs> so yes, yeah. never practiced, never did. When he was off, he was off. He was sitting in a pool, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I, it's just, I, you know, it was there. It was just there. It was just there. And, and, you know, there. later as we, as we get older, Greg, you and I, as drummers, you know, you realize yes. that when you play as much as he played, I mean, when you play as like every night of the week, 300 days a year. Yeah. Then, then, cause as a kid, I remember hearing he didn't practice and I thought, how could he not, how could he be that great and not practice? But of course, I mean, he, he started, like you said, playing when he was two. So, right. you know, by the time I became aware of him and, and, the late 60s, early 70s, he'd been playing a long time and a long time and yes. a lot. And and and, and it never know, slowed down for him, you know, even no. like a professional athlete, like someone will maybe watch Wayne Gretzky skate or Michael Jordan shoot a basketball. Oh, he's not as good as he was. Yeah, he doesn't right. do it every day anymore. Well, right. buddy does it, did it every day. You know yes. what I mean? So he never let himself, he well, not let himself, he just never got any less. Whereas, I mean, I've never seen that really in anybody because anytime you watch a, dr- a drummer, musician, things right. you know, do slow down eventually. Slow, sure. But he didn't slow down. We, we, or, you know, no, I was there did. when they were mixing that latest album, which would have been the last recording of Buddy from 1980. 
Six. Six. He passed in 87. You listen to that man's playing at 80 in 1986. So he would have been 68 years old. 69. Listen to that man's playing. You can't decipher like, oh, see, he was getting better. He was getting better and he was just as crisp. His ideas were just as like, wow, I wouldn't have thought of that or I couldn't have fit that in there. But he never had that lag. or no. not lag time, but you know, where things get, like you said, and he said, he actually squeak. said yeah. to yeah. me, you know, that if the day came when he wasn't what he always had been, he would retire. Oh, well, he never, you showed. know, so he never, you know, yeah. but that never happened. No. You know, no. unfortunately, he was taken before he had to too retire. Soon, right? Too you young. Know? Yeah. So way too young. I mean, 69 now is 49. I know. I know. No, I, I, I right? think about that. He would have turned so 70 young. that. September. Yeah. And, and, right. and, uh, I think about that too. You know, Steve Smith has often said that many, many years ago, like, and who studied your dad, like right. relentlessly and religiously has said, like, he just got better. Like, and I, and I, from my experience of, of listening to him, I would, I mean, it's hard to say that he wasn't already unbelievable, you know, right. Before, but how but do you get did, better from already amazing? Yeah. Right? But he didn't, he, yeah, he absolutely never slowed down. Like you said, in, in a, in a, on an instrument that it would be sort of expected that he's going to he lose would. some of that speed or some right. of that crispness, as Greg said, you know, like that, right. you know, uh, <clears throat> facility, but, but no, I mean, it was, it was right. Cause I've seen some of those recordings that were not long before, you know, we lost right. him and uh, some videos and, and he's every bit is, Oh yeah. Nothing changed. You know, it's, it's pretty unbelievable that in that last, you know, six months, he went to England, he recorded that album live at Ronnie Scott's that took us, you know, 30 some odd years to finally get released. But if you listen to that record, you just can't believe the, you know, the creativity, the musicality, you know, that's all a given, but just, he was relaxed. He was loving the band. I mean, it it was, he was recording in a place that he was his favorite place in the world to play. So Mm -hmm. it was like all of those elements came together for that recording and you can hear it. That's so great that you got it out there. You know, that that it it took forever, but yes, we finally got it. It sounds incredible. It sounds unbelievable. His his song selection, you know, it's not just another record of, of right. Love for sale. You know, Matt Harris, who was his piano player at the time, wrote all the charts Matt yeah. is still with us to this day, you know, he yeah. plays with us, yeah. you know, yeah. still arranging for us. So, you know, it's great to still have alumni with the band, you know, right. at this, you know, juncture. It's great. Yeah. And so are, are there other members from, still with you guys still in the band today? Besides oh, yeah. Matt? Lots. Yeah. 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 Great. When we go to New York, it's a hundred percent alumni. Wow. So, Fantastic. and then LA, it's like 50% alumni and, you know, everybody still wants to do it, which is a testament to him that yeah. all these years later, I mean, all of these musicians that played with him will tell you that they were kids, you know, when they got on the band and that they became musicians when they played with him, that it was the greatest learning experience that you could ever have had as a young musician. So, yeah. yes. So they are all still, you know, happy to come and play and, and they sound amazing. So, you know, what better situation could we have? That's great. Yeah. How could it not be like when you think about a young musician, you know, straight out teeth, of school, his, yeah, right. Yeah. Just, you know, and you didn't have to audition. He auditioned you on the gig. You came and you played, read yeah. the book, you know, learn, you know, do sectionals, do it all and then come and play. Wow. You know, you yeah. learn by doing. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so, and, and I know, um, Greg, you had sent me that something, I think, or I'd seen it advertised that there's a big event happening in April. (laughs) Is that still? Well, well, 
Oh. You know, due to uh, COVID. Yeah, yeah it's oh. a two weeks. We're gonna we're gonna lay low for two weeks. We're gonna we're gonna round out that curve. We're gonna uh, flatten the curve. They're gonna flatten. Two that years curve. ago, That's we were flattening it. the curve, weren't so we? So no, they were. Yeah, there's a the COVID restrictions in Los Angeles are just. Are I mean, we're not we're not knocking them. No, Believe no, no, no. Me, and we, we will want, reschedule. Yeah. Well, it's I a reschedule. We're rescheduling because there's so many people in the band. There's seven, sixteen people in the band. Yeah. And we can't guarantee that everyone is vaccinated. Whatever. Right. You, you know, it's becoming so, like we have to be not only band directors, but doctors. now they're expecting us to be doctors. And 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 we can't tell adults. Or you can't play can, with us. You can't play with the guy. Yeah, they basically told us, yeah, if if yeah. out of the 18 no, I, guys on stage, two of them don't have back, you're not playing. Right. Well, we can't. We can't take that kind we of risk. We can't take that. And so we have to reschedule. So we're rescheduling. But, yes, we were going to the Whiskey A Go-Go. It would be the first time that. You know, Buddy recorded Buddy and Soul there in 1969. Um, we were going to go back and, and do the and do music that, of that album. Do the music of that album and play. Yeah. So, yes, it was going to be extremely oh, cool. Man. It will happen. It will happen. Just, just later. in the future. But Probably yes, in the summer. In the summer yeah. as yeah. opposed to April. As things die down a little bit. And they bit. will. They're yeah. planning will. on yeah. things Because we're not down. knocking that. We of want not. everyone to be everyone safe. Be we healthy. want everyone to be healthy. Of course, we don't want to. But, yes, it is. It, it's it's trying to get this machine back out yeah anybody I, yeah. I mean talk to the talk to everybody talk to Roger Everybody's Taylor been, from Queen he'll tell you yeah we're not playing no yet. one's playing it's you been know, two Ian years Pace from uh, Deep Purple they're not going out yeah. I mean other people I mean I know it affects everyone in the music industry yeah every you know? yeah. a lot of people are still feeling so, the, the pressure we'll do it again yeah but yeah, yeah. we're doing that. no I, I I get it I understand by the way Joe Vitale is watching I love him I love him too I Big love time. him we're, I might we're love him the, more Oh, okay. Oh, you I'll fight me. you for him. <laughs> oh, there you go. You'll get the yes, door We're slam. seeing Joe Vitale. We're doing the Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp in, in Florida, Florida um, March 10th. And Joe Vitale will and be Joe there. And Joe Vitale will be there with us. Big so hi it's to Joe. always a blast. He yes, says, what's yes. up, Kathy and that drummer guy? <laughs> See, they don't even refer to me by my name. It's it's, it's Kathy's ballet, or who's carrying Kathy's luggage? Yeah. Who is going to fix Kathy's hair? Who is going to you know carry her garment back to the airport? It's, it's Kathy yeah. and Brad. Brad, Brad. that's it. Brad. There, there you go, it. boy. It's, 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 I'm in Palm Springs, waiting to take Marie to the to, to Ruth, Ruth Chris. Chris at four o'clock. You have to eat the first sitting, or she doesn't get the right table. Well, we but know how that goes. Too much information, but yeah, we, it's true though. Uh, it's funny, yeah, but true. That's, she yeah. did take Nick to Sizzler. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well then, well, well, that was always her her thing. I took it a Sizzler to Nick. We, yeah, <laughs> poor Nick. We, we only spent thirty seven hundred dollars taking her to Ruth Chris four times, but Nick got to right. go to the Sizzler and get steak yep, steak the soft serve <laughs> ice cream. That, that, that's Sizzler. Like, Marie's a little Sizzler. different. <laughs> <laughs> well, a big hi to Joe out there. Oh, yes. Love Joe. Joe. See you soon, yeah. Joe. Love Joe we will see you. Yes, very soon. That's awesome. Yes. yes. Well, that that's that's um. You talk mentioned Roger Taylor and and Ian Pace. Ian Pace. I like to drop names. Of the, <laughs> I know. No, and, and of our I know, friends. I know I you was, had a great yeah. relationship with the late great Neil Peart, who uh, of course you collaborated with on on many projects, and and he was many. obviously yeah huge fan of your dad's, and and uh, Neil was it, great. You know, yeah. I mean, a lot of people. You know, he was very private, so not a lot of people got to really know him, you know, but yeah. we, you know, we were tight, you know, we yeah. hung out a lot. Yeah. And, you know, after whatever, when that whole tragedy went on with his family, you know, and he took off on his motorcycle for a year, um, he ended up at my doorstep. So, wow. 
that I was think I knew that. Yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah, he just showed up one day on the motorcycle, pulled up to my wow. door. He's like, I'm here. I'm like, come on in. He stayed with us for a week. Just, you know, hung out with Nick, hung out in the drum room, you know, was cleaning Nick's drums. I mean, it was, you know, he was like a member of the family. Oh, that's beautiful. Wow. You know, when and it's funny because when he did, we did the last memorial concert in New York in 2008, and Neil was on that show. Mm-hmm. And he was going to come out. We were going to do, I'm like, people want to see you with the big kit and come out and do like a rush tune. We'll arrange it for the band and it'll be really cool and blah, blah, blah. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. So as it got closer and closer to the show, he, you know, he was less and less willing to do that. He's like, I just want to play my kit, my regular kit, my jazz kit. Mm-hmm. And I said, are you sure? You want to do that? And he's like, I know what people say about me and how I play jazz. He said, I don't care. He said, I love that music and I'm going to play that music. And I said, you know what? He, he just had such an affinity for, for that. And he didn't mm-hmm. care what other people said about him. And he didn't care that, you know, maybe that wasn't his strong suit, but he made the attempt and he was gracious and he loved doing it. So how can you fault somebody for that? Exactly. You know, there's so yeah. many you know, people that sit behind computer screens and and nobody really is out there saying nice things about people. Mostly you can sit behind the screen and just tear people apart. And, you know, that's really sad to me because there, there are so many great people doing great things that need to be uplifted rather than put down. You know, Greg has been put through it, you know, for the, the eight years that we've been doing the band. I don't even know why. And you know, it, it's it's just. <laughs> why, why I'm would trying you, to make a point here. Why would you say anything? But it's true. I mean, <laughs> she bought me this band, and now let me play. Damn it! <laughs> but oh. I don't know if people know that Buddy's request was to keep the band going and keep me yeah. away right? from it, and no. and keep the music heard, and keep the musicians working, and blah 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 blah. So you know, when Greg and I got together, that was like something that we just you know it was an idea. Let's go into a studio. Let's see how it works. Let's see if it even is something viable. You know, so we did that and it was. And I don't know anyone who is more dedicated to doing this job than he is because mm-hmm. he, he does it every single day. He's in there, you know, dedicating himself to getting better, to doing, to taking lessons, to, you know, whatever it is, you know, he, he's so yeah. dedicated to it, you know, and. I think he deserves a lot of credit for doing that, you know, because obviously yep. it's, it's the hottest drum seat there is, yeah, it, but then, yeah. you know, you can't sit down in that it's, band no. and it was never about, Oh, I'm going to create the next buddy rich no. right. there because is no. there is no next buddy rich. Right. Right. <laughs> okay. There's nobody. So, you know, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of great drummers in the world, blah, blah, blah. But the difference between buddy and somebody imitating Buddy is that Buddy was creating as he was going. So he wasn't copying what somebody else was doing or trying to break down other people's licks and say, oh, look, I'm Buddy Rich. Anybody can do that. You know, I could sit and do a really good imitation of Starry Nights, right? I could paint it and it looked just like Van Mm. Gogh, Mm -hmm. but it's not. I'm copying Right. A man who was creating. So there's the difference. Yeah. Creating. Yeah. Creating well, no, art that's, yeah, is well something said. else than plagiarizing art. Right. 
Right. That's the difference. Yeah. No, that's, so that's in no way, shape perfect. or form. Do we think we're going to bring the next buddy to the table? Cause right. there isn't one. Right. No, it's, we and just I was like just going to keep, yeah, go ahead, Greg. Sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, I'm just saying it, it's keeping that memory alive. It, right. You know, I mean, once yeah. this stuff goes yep. away, it goes away. I mean, not saying that, you know, we're going to save opera. Right. Once they stop singing opera, <laughs> what movie is that from? Bad teacher. Okay. Bad I don't teacher, mean that. Yeah. You know what I mean? What? <laughs> opera, it's an art form that's going to be lost. You, you know, big bands will be gone. Yeah, you know what it costs to get 18 guys on a bus I know, and then I know. ask the alumni from Buddy Rich's band to come back? These men have – you have to knock the Grammy Awards out of the way or Academy Awards because they all play and all the L.A. guys make uh, soundtracks for right. every movie. So, I mean, you know what it takes to take this machine out, whatever. So, yes, right. big bands sure. are a tough go, whereas Absolutely. Buddy, Buddy did do it in a time where you – uh, well, you could do yeah, it. diesel fuel was 13 cents a gallon. So right. you could yeah. sit in your bus and go play a high school and make your payroll. Nowadays, right. if we don't play the, the London Palladium, payrolls, you know. <laughs> Iffy. Yeah. No, it's I know. But it's of, true. Yeah, it's coming it's out true. of the yeah. mix money. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I'm kidding. There is no money. <laughs> um, Oh my God! No, no but now I'll you just, see why. But but no, spinning out. Yeah, all we're trying, oh all God. we do is when we, we go do it out for with the this love band, of doing yeah, it. Yeah, do it. No way. You know that it's just a matter of well, especially you have that that buddy um, where you saw the man. You know what it was. You're not going to replace that. You right. know. So no. there's no. But when we go and play, you are. People that did see Buddy so in the past. It's true. Oh. But, you know, just because Buddy uh. is gone doesn't mean that his music should be put in a closet, that the band members should be forgotten, that, you know, you should never do that again. Right. Why not? Yeah, People come yeah. and they get, have a great experience. Absolutely. You know, that's, that, that's yeah. the whole idea is that you want to keep his spirit alive. You know, that's yeah. really the bottom line. When he went out there and he worked his butt off every day of his life. And, and you, know, you know, I was going to say it. It, it's I, I, I exactly. And I was going to say that it's for us, you know, like we grew up at a time when, like I said earlier, like Buddy was still on this earth and you could see him on TV. You could see him in concert. And I hate to sound like, you know, like that old guy saying, get off my lawn. But, <laughs> you know, but, but, but to your point, you got to like if if you don't keep his his legacy and his memory alive and people only can rely on drum solos on youtube they're not getting right. the full picture of buddy and i, I was going to make that point too that like so much of of i think what i won't say younger drummers but what people that that didn't experience him at the time think of buddy right. as is just these unbelievable drum solos that that, you're, right. that no one's ever going to be able to play but but right. they're missing the musicality they're missing like what it was like to see him play with the band and drive the band and like the dynamics were unbelievable where he right. he'd get it to a whisper like when yeah. there's a you know a horn solo and then he'd bring it back up and he'd like you know blow through yeah. something and then bring it i mean it was just like it was all it was like a drum clinic watching a show absolutely and that's yeah. you know that's the point of what i was saying earlier is that you know he was an artist he was a creator he was you know he spent every day of his life doing this and bringing yeah. it to people you know so Anyone could watch a video and go, oh, I can do that. Absolutely. You know, you could yeah. sit in your basement and try to do it. And you could, if you break it down enough, you know, you could yeah. probably get close. 
whatever. But that does not the whole picture. The whole picture right. is you're creating things as you go. In the moment, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a different thing being an artist and you know and being an imitator. There's there's yeah. two different things. That you know, there's a lot of tribute bands out there. You know, there's a, a KISS tribute band. Does that mean that you wrote those songs and that you did all that? No. It means that you're copying or imitating. Right. You know. So again, that's that's a whole other thing. You know, and yeah. yes, there's yeah. great tribute bands out there that look and sound just like the real thing. But it's not the real thing because the real exactly. thing created it. And I, I have to think that oftentimes, and, and maybe I'm wrong and you, you would know, you could correct me, but, you know, when sure. Buddy played those songs, if he played Six Nights at Lenny's on the Turnpike, he's not going right. to play those arrangements exactly the same every night. And certainly not like the drum solos. I saw him enough times to not. see. Yeah, sometimes he'd. He'd play a drum solo where he'd, you know, it was a treat to see him do like his, like spend a lot of time playing just the cymbals. If you remember, I'm sure yes. you remember. because you The greatest. You know, yeah. And, and I'm, yeah. And I was never disappointed, but I remember seeing him do a clinic a solo, sorry, one time at a show and he didn't spend as much time. I'm like, oh, I wish he did that thing on the cymbals, you know, but it was still, right. yeah, but it was still well, again, ridiculous. Yeah. Here's the, another interesting thing is that when Neil Peart would tell me that they were rehearsing for their tour, he would say to me, I'm rehearsing my solo for the tour. And I would say to him, right. what do you mean you're rehearsing your solo for the tour? You play the same exact solo every night? And he's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because we have lights and <laughs> videos and things. I'm yeah. like, how can you do that? It's a different audience every night. It's a different room every night. The vibe is different every night. But no, it was the same solo every night for that tour. Yeah. So Buddy yeah. was exactly the opposite. Yeah. He was a he would play yeah. something completely different every night. Yeah. Buddy's painting you know? like yeah, he's doing different. like a masterpiece every night. Right. He's giving yeah. you the Mona Lisa every, every night. night. Every like, night. Every it. night. Right. And yeah. if he just did a solo on his symbols, you know, you were like my it or kept he would your just attention. do a symbol on the rims, or oh. he would do a symbol just, no, you know, on the snare underneath, drum. I mean, yeah. underneath yeah. everything. It was yes. unbelievable. It was like, it was, right. yeah. There, there was so that's the difference yeah. between creating art and other things. And that's why his yeah. audience was, it didn't all have to necessarily be drummers. You know, Buddy right. Buddy was right. the kind of guy you'd go, like, like I don't know, did you say your friend was a drummer? Oh, yeah, he's a syncopated right. one of the book. But I'm saying, I... <laughs> right. <laughs> no, but I remember going like to see Buddy like with my brother who wasn't a drummer and like other friends that weren't, weren't drummers, drummers. Right. and yeah. they'd be like, "Ah, oh, we got to go with Greg and go see." But and then by the end of it, you're like, you're yeah. like "What I'm the, the hell did I just?" Yeah, see? I'm the biggest Buddy Rich right? fan it's ever, true. you know. And yeah. you don't yep. really see that now, like we're you know. Yeah. No, you yeah. don't. There's a there's, there's a famous article in I think it was Esquire that Al Pacino wrote. One night he went to see Frank Sinatra and Buddy and Frank were on tour together. Mm -hmm. So long story short, he said he was going in. He's like, oh, I have to sit through, you know, <laughs> a drummer, drummer, you know, blah, blah, <laughs> oh. blah. And he goes on to say, I have never in my life, again, art, witnessed yeah. Yeah. something like this. He said, I, I walked out of there. He said, I could have left after Buddy did the solo. Yeah. He said, I no longer was interested in seeing Frank Sinatra. I had just seen the greatest <laughs> creation that. of yeah. my life. Yeah. So it's crazy. You know, you go in expecting one thing and you come away with a completely different, you know, outlook.
Yeah. Oh, I mean, with all Crazy. respect, Frank was the greatest at what he of did. Course. But, oh, yeah. but I would hate to have to follow your dad. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, mean, I don't care if you're Frank Sinatra, you know, like in terms of like the in- I know. energy. And You've already intensity. got the audience yeah. right here, right? <laughs> and that so you're going to come it. out and sing Luck Be a Lady and it's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, it, you just made me think of something too, like Greg, what you were saying, like as a kid growing up in the 60s, we all grew up you know, knowing the Beatles and the Beatles, like got so many of us to like, want to play the drums Ringo. But I remember at a point when I got serious about it, like in the early 1970s, if you asked, if you mentioned to anybody like that, you're a drummer, again, I'm, I'm giving away my age here, but it was, it was always invariably, it was like, you know, someone would would mention Buddy Rich, like my dad would say, I'd say, yeah, dad, you know, Led Zeppelin and the Rolling Stones. He's like, you know, Buddy Rich is the, you know, he's the greatest. I mean, everybody <laughs> knows it. that. Like, right. like, and to Greg's point, like, <laughs> like, you didn't have to be a drummer. You didn't, you just be like, right. yeah, no. but, but, you know, but you know, you do realize, I know he's, this guy's your favorite drummer in this rock band, but you realize that like, Buddy is the right. greatest. This guy will, you know, and which is why, you know, when the band, like in the seventies, um, Bill Graham, who was notorious for, you know, putting rock acts on and knowing, you know, owning the Fillmore's in San Francisco and New York, sure, always yeah. put Buddy on with rock bands. So it was like to let that audience yeah. hear where all this other stuff comes from, you know? Yeah. So he would put them on with like the craziest and, and he would stand on the side. I remember one night, um, 10 years after we're playing and it was Buddy and 10 years after. And Rick Lee was the drummer in 10 years after. Yeah, yeah. And I remember standing on the side of Bill Graham. I was like, you know, 12 years old and him saying, you know, Rick Lee, watch, you know, and telling Rick Lee, watch this. Right. And Rick already knew. But yeah. for some reason, Bill Graham and Rick Lee did not see eye to eye. So he would purposely <laughs> like put money on. Watch this guy. Watch this guy. And then <laughs> yeah. this poor long hair standing next to him. back there going, what did I do? Yeah, I was yeah. going to drum battle Ginger Baker after this. And then this, Buddy would man. just annihilate the crowd oh with God, like yeah. hippies yeah. with the light show going. Everyone's on acid and like, you know, whatever. And the crowd would just be like out of their mind. And how do you follow that? Oh, I know, I know. Right? Like, oh my God, yeah. that's too. Bill Graham just totally psyching out Rick, just kind of going psyching like, out. You know, check anyone him out. he put on, yeah. you know, put the band on with the Who, put him on with Led Zeppelin, put him on with oh, all these bands. It's crazy. Yeah, and that audience accepted it because it was something other world. All, all those drummers, we were. um what was I? Do? We were doing that. I was doing the uh, that Bonzo Bash uh, yeah. thing that they had during Nam. Um, yeah, and. Right. We met Bill Ward from oh, Black, Black Sabbath. Sabbath. Oh, yeah, great. yeah. And he was such a I lovely mean, man. Yeah, wonderful yeah. one. But we did. I, I mean, I didn't know it even that. Like he and Bonzo were buddies. I mean, yeah. imagine that. Like you're growing up in England. I've got a band called Led Zeppelin. I got one called Black Sabbath. We're <laughs> wow. inventing. We're inventing. We're inventing it, it. You know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Right. So they're friends. Exactly. And he's like, you know, we used to rehearse at the same. Where did they rehearse like in a barn or something? Right. You know, whatever those, whatever though. They would say they would, or they would say, um, he, said. he said that they would put a snare drum, him and Bonzo, him and they'd get whatever the latest Buddy Rich album was. 
Yeah. Put it on. Yeah. And then they'd both sit, sit and try with to- snare drums and try to, you know, put it back, you know, listen again. Here's yeah. what he's doing. Here's what he's yeah. doing. And then he, what? Then he walked back in another room and did when the levee breaks or something. <laughs> yeah. But it's still, it's like, imagine these two men that are, you know, it, yeah. the other guy's but doing- true. Yeah. The other guy's recording fairies wear boots, but they're listening to Love for Sale going- How does he do that? How does he how do, do that? that? Does he I know. video or anything? He had this crazy? album and you're like- Oh, I, I mean, Dave Weckl said that when oh. he was a kid, he used to, you know, try to pick out the right. licks, you know, by putting the record. That's what you had to do back, back then. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and you know, but when yeah. you think of John Bonham and Bill, you know, right. Black Sabbath the and heaviest, Led Zeppelin, right. these two men with us, well, they would have been kids, whatever, right. with a snare drum. And I he made said, Buddy go see Led Zeppelin. Oh, <laughs> I heard that, that story. story. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, oh, you knew that. I was crazy. At, <laughs> at Madison Square Garden, right? Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, it was it was, you know, because they that was like my favorite band in the world. And, you know, buddy, you know, good hearted, you know, yeah. I'll take you being a great dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> being a great dad. You know, I was a but, kid. Yeah. And so we had like third row center. And that was literally the loudest band you'd ever heard in your life. Oh, gosh, so you're yeah. sitting right, right by it all. Right. Yeah. And he was cool. I mean, the whole time he was, you know, just kind of, you know. Maybe not into it as much as I was, but was sitting there until the drum solo. <laughs> <laughs> the hands. Bonzo playing the snare drum with his hands. It, yeah. it, and then the, they lit the cymbals on fire or the kick drum on fire. And the yeah, Zulu the guy gong. comes out with yeah. the flames and the yeah. dancer, the guy is, <laughs> that was it. That's when he, he just turned and looked at me and yeah. stared at me like for the rest of the show. <laughs> You can't blame and people him. Kept, and people kept, kept coming, coming up, up to him. Did you oh, come you to, see to see Bonzo? Bonzo? He's like, yeah. yeah. That's who I'm going to see. <laughs> that's who I'm oh, here to see. Oh, my God. Oh, God bless him. He's a good sport. He was a really good sport. I mean, really he took sport. me to everything. I mean, he literally took me to see anybody I wanted to see. And, you know, that's what you do when you're a dad. You take that's your right. kid to go yeah. do the things that, you know, you may not have any interest in, but you'll go. Yeah. And it's Until Kathy totally. made him go see Emerson, Lake, and Paul. Then things got a little tougher. That's that's when. Wait a second. Now. Okay, but he was friendly. Were him and Carl friendly though? Were they? Him and, no. Okay, you don't have to answer. I thought I, I was actually. Carl's still alive, so watch what you say. I would never say anything bad about okay, Carl. He's still alive. No, he's I've known Carl sweetheart. since I was good, eleven years yeah, old. He's a, he's a great guy. He's a great. He guy. was with Chris Barlow and the Thunderbirds when I met him. Wow. So okay. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, he was only LP. like he was probably eighteen years old, and you know whatever. Yeah. But he used to come when the first second tour the buddy went to england mm. carl kept getting thrown out of our hotel because he kept trying he was this long-haired greasy looking kid <laughs> who was coming into the lobby waiting to see buddy rich I'll bet. and they yeah. kept tossing him out so finally we happened to have come downstairs as they were putting their hands on him again to throw him out and buddy's like okay just leave him alone it's fine right so he let him sit and you know say his piece and whatever it was. And Buddy said, come back tomorrow. We're on our way out to dinner. Come back tomorrow. I'll let them know that you're my guest. This is, you know, Buddy. And this is, these are the stories that most people That's don't cool. know about yeah, him. Yeah. And I'll let the desk know that you're my guest and come in and you know, come up to the suite and we'll talk. And he did. And they did. And yeah. that was, you know, the beginning of that friendship. That's so we've really been friends cool. this whole time. Yeah, I thought so. I mean, I, I and I know he's a massive fan of you oh, yeah. i mean you know you can and, see you know, it in this Carl's playing. great yeah absolutely heck of you know, a so i got to be in on the ground floor of all of you know emerson like and palmer you know when they were rehearsing to first you know do the first wow. album and first go out it was pretty cool well you know i was i was i'm recalling back to like what you're saying reminds me of of 
luck, me being lucky enough to be on the inside with you on the, on the memorial concerts. Oh. And, you know, people don't realize the first one was actually in Long Island, Westbury. Right. I was at right. that one. Um, yep. I, but I didn't meet you until the second one. I'd only started at Zildjian in like May of 89. So when we did the one in October, in October at right. the Wiltern. Yeah. Yes. And, and just for people watching, you know, I just remember Louis was still with us. Louis Belson, rest his soul. Oh, yeah. Kindest man in the world. I mean, the greatest, all the, the greatest. And, and, you know, I'm all these drummers, Louis and Vinny and Steve Gadd and, and uh, Dave, Dave Weckl and Greg Bissonnette and Dennis, yeah. everybody held your dad at the highest. I mean, it was such an honor to be on that show because they were able to pay tribute to your dad. I mean, there aren't a lot of drummers that you could kind of name that everyone would feel that level of like, it's how important it was to be there. Right, you know? right, right, and, right. And no, but all of those, I mean, that show was, I remember going into Armin's office at NAM. <laughs> yeah. And you know, Armin had a way with words. Yeah. <laughs> As yeah. we know, right? We talk to you like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> so I went into the room and we were talking, and he's like, okay, here's what we're gonna do. I don't want any other symbol companies involved. All Zildjian artists. And I was like, okay, you know, whatever. Let's just yeah. do it. So he was like, we're good. You know, whatever you need, whatever you want, we're doing yep. it. And we did. And that, mm -hmm. you know, that stands as probably the greatest show ever for drums. Ever. 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 Yeah. Because everybody and was so on. Nobody had really heard of Dennis yet. You know, right. Dennis was just kind of coming up in New York. And, you know, he was like out of his mind. I mean, to this day, he tells me that that made his career doing that show. Yeah. You know, I, so. I, would, I would think so. I mean, that, I, you know, I just remember you know, working at Zildjian at that time, what that, the impact of that show, what it had on him, like people wanting him for drum clinics after that. Yes. They, they yes. saw him on that show. They, like you said, they didn't, most people didn't know who he was, but they went, Nope. What about that, that guy, guy to play with Greg and Louie? Yeah. I want that yes. guy. Yeah. Exactly. You know? And, and, uh, but I, you know, um, I was also going to say, um, yeah, that was, I, just a, a kudos to Rob Wallace and Paul Siegel for oh, recording it. And for, you know, for you too, I mean, to, to have the foresight to get it documented because. You had, I mean, you had to, because we didn't get to do the one, we didn't get to shoot the one in Westbury. Yeah. So we said, if we're going to do this again, this has got to be documented, Yeah. you know, yeah. and Rob and Paul were so great. You know, they shot many of those memorial concerts and, yes. you know, still all friends to this day, which is, you know, wonderful. Love those yeah. guys. Yeah, and, you too. know, yeah. it's really been kind of a love affair with everyone as they've come along. You know, I'm still friends with all of those people. So, yeah. you know, it, it's a it's a great it's a great thing to be able to have had that, you know, and have that history with everybody. You know, Dave was a young guy just starting out. Vinny, you know, all of these people. I, I know mean, this was this was like the time. I know. And, you know, and, and Dave makes no, um, you know, no bones about the fact that your dad was such a huge influence on him too. I mean, you can, and you can certainly back at that time, you could really see it in his playing, the, you know, the, the, the level of like buddy in his. Um, we were just talking about this, you know, yesterday is that I think, you know, for my money, you know, and Greg said it too, you know, Dave is probably the closest thing, you know, to buddy, mm -hmm. you know, because of his creativity and because of his, musicality and just the way he approaches the instrument and approaches his music, you know, Dave is, is, 
is light years. You know, he's he's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, he, and he, yeah, when we've had the the pleasure that. of having him come and play with oh, us, yeah, play with us, us at Ronnie Scott's. Scott's. You know, we did a yeah. week at Ronnie's, yeah. and Dave was our special guest. And he's played. You know, he's done quite a bit. You know, with the band. And you know, I always tell him, I'm like, you just get it. You know, yeah, he, he just he, gets he it. Really, you know. He's and really again, good. an artist who creates. He doesn't try to be Buddy. He brings no. Dave Weckl to the gig. Yeah. And yeah. plays the music his way. Right. You know, it's right. not like, oh, I'm going to do the the fill from Love for Sale, and it's going to be just like Buddy. No. Right. He does no. it just like Dave, which is exactly way. how it should be. But but it's kind of, I'm sure, in his mind, it's cool that. He can do it his way, but he can pay tribute to his hero, which has got to be like Absolutely. win-win all the way around, you know. To, all the way around. And, yeah. and it's never been about, oh, you know, well, I'm going to do it just like he did it. No, yeah, he's, no, he's an artist. He creates. Yeah. Well, guys, this is great. This has been, um, we're, we're kind of, you know, over we're the- winding down. We're the winding clock down. on the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, is next any- time we're going to come to your drum room and we're going to play those we're drums. We're going to play those drums. Yes. I'll play yes. a tambourine. I promise I'll play them really badly. One of the problems I've noticed just from looking at them, you set them up wrong. They're set up well, all backwards. I'm, I'm inflicted with this thing called left-handedness that oh, is always that been a deterrent. Really, really intelligent. Oh, we thought you were going to have Ian Pace show up later or Rod well, Morgenstein. Can you make yes. that happen? I know Rod. Yes. I don't know Ian, though. Oh. Yeah. Bring oh, Ian Pace. You have got to have oh, Ian. You can have Ian. Would he's love the to. greatest. Yes, I love him. Absolutely oh, yes. the greatest person i mean he's he, come out for all the time and the things that we put him through yeah. in dressing rooms and making him take crazy pictures crazy and photos videos. That we make this- oh my god uh, the replication of armin and Le- of, of did, armin did and buddy see- yeah with the yes, pendant did you see the- that yes, I mean, yes. any crazy thing we ask him to yes do to it. he says yes i it's couldn't like- believe it greg i said you've got i'm thinking to myself he got him to do that he's just yes uh, i mean because that's and I just think this of- much of the thing right. we and if anybody speaks with an english accent we make them think it's like James Bond. Right. I mean, you, you know, and here's the Ian Pace. This man's like, you know, legend. Yeah, I don't have to oh. do this. I, I, I know. I, I play smoke on the water. I play the hi hat. That's all I have to do. <laughs> That's all I have to That's do. All I have to, no, no. But could you could you try this and then come in the back and do you see he's holding his drumstick like a cigarette because Armand's yeah. holding right. a cigarette. The cigarette, yeah. right? Yes. Buddy's holding a cigarette, right? And I think that started because they had those little Coke bottles in the dressing room at Ronnie Scott's. Right. So it started we from thought there. Of it. We right. thought oh, of like we hilarious. could recreate that picture and. If, but that's great. what you did that at Ronnie Scott's that picture yeah, did that at at Ronnie Scott's? in the dressing yeah. room of Ronnie Scott's. So. Oh, that's I, I love. I meant yeah. to tell I you that. Yeah. I, I met best. him. I met him at an MD fest when he played a million years ago when him and Chad Smith did something together. Right. Um, oh, yeah. Had to be 20, but I just shook his hand and said, I'm, you don't know me, but I'm yeah. just a huge, I think I said, I'm a lefty too. And he was thinking like, yeah, big deal. So like, what? <laughs> Yeah. Like, like, so, like he's so, gonna take me. So he's gonna take his, you under his yeah, wing yeah. now. Come on, come with You're me, lefty, young man. My boy. Yeah. 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 yeah uh, he's, he's the best. You have to like meet him. The next time we do something yeah. with him, you gotta come. No, we will. Right. Then we'll, we'll, we'll. We'll. Next time we talk to him, we'll. Yeah. If you tell him to be a guest. I have him. Yeah, yeah I would. We'll have oh, him please, I would so yes. love that. Yeah. All right. Tell him. I promise not to stalk him. I really have. I've got a no stalking policy here. I promise you. Okay, I, you have to sign the uh, you have to sign, the, <laughs> sign the release form. Right. Uh, uh, it's guys, so this great is, to this... be with you and see you again. I'm telling you, it's been yes, so thank long. You. This, this too long. We miss you. I miss and we you usually too, get Kathy. those. How's Kelly? Oh. 
Yes, she's great, by the way. I, I tried to get please. her to come and make a cameo, she but she's, she won't do Send it. Send her up, my love, please. I and I sure uh, hope we get to see both of you soon. Me too. Me too. Yeah, yeah. I hope so too. Definitely. Too long. Brad, did you have some final words? <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so so it goes from, I was going to introduce you to Ian Pace. Forget it now. <laughs> I won't even forget it. It's over. I'll, I'll get you the drummer from The Cult or something. I, I, I I'll get you John Densmore or something. <laughs> I, I love John it. Densmore. I, I love, love the, John Densmore. Yeah. Oh, okay. John I'm, Tempesta. Think of, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of John other Tempesta. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you've got a lot of them. Okay. Yeah. I, I, get, I get you that guy. <laughs> that guy. No, I, I, how, how am I going to fill in? What what last words can I what have? Final words what kind of final words are you going to get brilliance out of me that you're not going to trim out in editing? <laughs> oh, yeah, Greg. Well, yeah, that was nice hearing from you. Bye-bye. <laughs> no, no, everything was no. Thank you so much for having us. And yes, this was much better than that. What do we get that those NAM shows we used to get like three two minutes. minutes, you know, before I know. someone could, was, John, I, I got to talk to you. Right. John, you won't believe what I've got. I've got the best <laughs> up young up and coming drummer. This guy, oh, this is Greg Potter. Yeah, what is he now? 75? Yeah, I got a kid young. <laughs> And you got to see him, John. Could, okay, could you two? And who's the beautiful lady with him? Miley Cyrus? No, no, no. That's uh, Charlize Theron. Okay. John, we, could we take it for a minute? John, my cheeks are hurting. John, come. Oh my God. John, 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 John. That's what it was like. That's what it was like. Perfect. Well, you guys we know. Can, you got yeah. Can I take oh, you for a minute? Yeah. And then exactly. Yeah, yeah, it, I know. That's all you get. He gets sixty seconds. But it was done. the best sixty seconds. I mean, you always no. It's always great talking to you. Yes. Always. Oh, great. likewise, you guys. Great. You've always. Uh, I miss yeah. you guys, and it, it has been, yes. it's been a, such a pleasure doing this today, having you guys here today. Thank you. So thank it's our you. pleasure to but we're see gonna you. We're going to do it live at your we'll house. We'll do it live at your house And we're going to come play time. on those drums. Okay. It's a deal. Right. That'll, that'll all right. do it. Guys, awesome. sit tight. I'll end the stream, and then we'll say okay. goodbye in the dressing room. Don't eat all the peanut M&Ms until oh. <laughs> I, till I get <laughs> thank there. Thank you. Thank um, you. Everybody, thank you so much for watching today. A big hand for Kathy Rich and Greg Potter. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> oh, I love you guys. Sit tight for love one you. minute. Love you. Okay. We will. Okay. Bye-bye. See you in a sec.